listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In this episode, Sammy Bladesmore, founder of Zevon Digital, joins us. Zevon Digital is a Sydney-based e-commerce marketing agency that focuses on the two most important metrics, cost per acquisition and customer lifetime value. In this episode, we dive into digital marketing, social media advertising, and so much more. I know you are going to love this episode. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. We were speaking on the phone yesterday and it was such a vibrant conversation that I'm like, right, I need to get you on the podcast so everyone can hear all about what it is that you do. So rather than me talk for too long, I'd love you to introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah, no worries. Um, so my name's Sammy. I own Zevon Digital, which is a Sydney-based e-commerce marketing agency. And uh, we focus on the two most important metrics for any business, which is customer acquisition and customer lifetime value. Uh, the two most important metrics, but also the two ones that for some strange reason go overlooked by pretty much any other agency out there. So that's really our point of difference. Wow, I'm just going to move my microphone closer because it's important they hear me as well as you. Okay. <laughs> no worries. So, so why is it that other agencies overlook these metrics? The the biggest the, the the big sort of fashionable thing in e-commerce um is is ROAS, which is return on ad spend, which is basically how much did I spend today, how much did I make in sales today. Mm. And uh, it's a metric that actually Facebook made up in platform. It's not really a real like no one in no one in finance knows what a ROAS is. Like it's not a real thing. Yeah. Um and it kind of just become became this e-commerce sort of buzzword that everyone's like, oh, what's your ROAS? What's your ROAS? And the the problem is it's it's what I spent today and what I made today. It's yeah. not what I spent to acquire a customer and how much that customer is worth to me over their lifetime. It is a, very easy to spend a dollar and make back $3 and say we have a successful business. It's very difficult to nail down the metrics or the unit economics of how much it cost me to acquire a customer and what that customer is worth to us over their lifetime. Yeah. It just makes it a lot harder. It's there's more, there's obviously more scale in it and there's more projection in it. Uh so yeah, people honestly, like it's it's just an like ROAS and you know, doing it that way is it's just an easy way to try and pretend like you're doing a good job for clients when in reality you're just burning their cash. Yeah, right. <laughs> to be totally honest. Okay. So how long have you been doing this for? Uh, so I've been in e-commerce for just coming up, uh, it'd be about six years now. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I had worked in and out of marketing um, previously. To be honest, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. <laughs> like, like that. This is the, uh, I'm not a good employee. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I've, this is the, honestly, the only thing I've ever been good at. And I didn't, I didn't run my first Facebook ad until I was 29 years old. Right. So, so, you know, it's not like something I, I see a lot of the other Australian like entrepreneurs and stuff and people that are doing this who are, who are very young and vibrant and stuff. And, you know, it's like, it's like it came to them naturally and they're 20, you know, 21 years old and that. And I'm like, that ain't me. No. <laughs> it didn't work out like that for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So 
this, this is a lot of the questions that we were speaking about over the phone yesterday, but basically you work with a huge range of e-commerce brands. So it doesn't necessarily matter what industry they're in, correct? Yeah. So the, the, one of the fun things for us is that we work with a really big variety from anything from fragrances to shoes to, to pet treats because it's really like you're really just solving a problem for people regardless of, of what you sell. And I think that if you just did footwear brand, it'd get boring. If you just did mm-hmm. one thing, like we love the challenge of working with a whole bunch of different, um, like, you know, like different products, different clients and that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, any, any, any e-commerce is, you know, is good for us. Yeah. Um, we niche to e-commerce and we do have a focus on, you know, cost per acquisition and customer lifetime value. So if you're kind of like a one-time product and you just sell a single handbag, we're probably not the agency for you. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're something that's, you know, fragrance that you want to buy every month or, or you know, every couple of months or whatever, then we're, we're definitely a perfect yeah. fit for you. So what you're saying is you can really help clients build a customer base and then you can market to them accordingly. Is that is that basically the approach that you have? Yeah. So inevitably, the cost to acquire a customer is going to increase over time with inflation. Like that's just natural. If it's costing you, you know, twenty dollars to acquire a customer, you know, today, then in six months' time, it's going to cost you twenty-two dollars. Like that's just you know that's inflation like you don't have any control over that but something that you can control more is the customer lifetime value is making sure that that customer comes back and you know whether it's through sort of email or organic social and comes back and buys two three four five times over their lifetime that's something that you have control over so inevitably as your cost to acquire a customer goes up you've got to make sure that you know you're getting more dollars out of the customer over their lifetime or else eventually you're just going to run out of money Yes. You're not going to, you know, you just, you're kind of like screwed basically. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so, so when a new brand comes to you, um, obviously you have an onboarding process to find out what their, um, what their goals are. And so just talk us through like what happens when a new brand, e-commerce brand comes on to work with you. So, well, the, the first thing, uh, two of the first things we'll do is make sure I, <laughs> First, I keep saying this, but like, uh, make sure that they know how much they can spend to acquire a customer at the maximum amount. So th- this is the first thing where people kind of will say, you know, I can only spend twenty dollars to acquire a customer, and then you turn around and say, okay, but what if I can get you a thousand customers at twenty five dollars? Would you be happy with that? And they always say yes. You know, mm-hmm. so the first thing is making sure that we know the absolute maximum we can spend to acquire a customer, how much that customer is potentially worth to them over their lifetime, because that's the two metrics. We want to sort of maximize as much as we can. And then we go over everything. So we'll look over every single like email and all your email flows that you have, um, your website pop-up. We look at your um, like the ads you have and the content that you have. We look at your organic social media. Uh, we look at your website purchase funnel. Um, we've had this quite recently with a client where they had um, like, I think it was like they had like four pop-ups on their website. So you land on their website and you get, you know, a yeah. sign-up purchase and a James just bought here and a, you know, this, that and the other. And the bounce rate of the website was like 96%. Yeah. So we would kind of just turn around and was like, we're not going to you know, pay, spend your money to send traffic to your website. Ninety-six percent of people are just going to go. Oh, this is too weird. I don't like all these yeah. pop-ups. Like I'm off. So we we are like holistic in our approach. Like we feel like we have to do 
everything because our ads it's useless running ads to a terrible landing page and if you know it's useless getting people onto a you know landing page if your purchase funnel is eight steps when it could be two steps mm. and it's useless you know spending money on ads if you're not going to engage you know customers afterwards in your email campaigns and yeah. stuff like that yeah. so it's it's we always find that if you just did facebook ads or if you just did email or if you just did whatever it's so easy for you to just pass the buck onto the next person and say, hey, the reason that you're not getting the success you want isn't because our ads suck, it's because the person doing the email sucks. Mm -hmm. And we just have to take the responsibility of going, you know what, if something isn't right, like that's our, that's up to us. Like we know that we can fix that and we're happy to to fix that because otherwise, you know, you're you're just going to end up pointing the finger and you, you know, yeah, Yeah. lose. So what what you're saying in a nutshell for the listeners (laughs) that kind of lost Sammy a little bit along the way is Sammy looks at the whole customer journey, not just one one point, so that when you look at the whole customer journey, you can create a cohesive brand and messaging, which then helps with the conversions. Yeah. Yeah. Super exciting. What platform, I mean, again, the answer is going to be different for brands, but what platform is performing the best at the moment? Generic question. Yeah, uh, so Facebook ads, like Facebook ads, Facebook and Instagram across the two across the two platforms, they manage under under one uh, like ads manager. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok's great, but Facebook and Instagram, there's more consistency in it. Uh, there's more scale in it. Like as much as TikTok is the new like the buzz thing that's happening, like you have to remember, like Facebook have 13 years of data on every single person, pretty much that's going to buy something on e-commerce. Um, that's that's number one and number two content is really the thing that moves the needle like the creative that you're putting out into the world and you just get a much longer lifespan of from your content on Facebook and Instagram versus on TikTok where trends are just in and out in a week they are. Uh, so we find yeah consistency of scale uh we definitely focus more on Facebook and Instagram. Like we we spend we spend a million bucks a month across the agency on Facebook and Instagram ads, and we probably spend like two thousand dollars a day on TikTok. Right. So Huge yeah, it's difference. majority. Yeah, Facebook Instagram is the vast vast majority. Talking about creative, I mean, we're really jumping around because we're trying to cover so much in a short space of time. <laughs> yeah, creative, right. it's a lot to talk about. I know. What types of creative are performing at the moment? So the, the, the best kind of creative at the moment is what we call single take UGC. So yeah. in so single take user-generated content, which is literally just, let's say, you as the brand owner that's selling this vase yep. and you're kind of just, you film it in one take and you say, hey, my name's like rah, rah, rah. We make these vases, like they're great for your home. They hold flowers, that kind of thing. Um, and it's just in one take, it's super native. And it, the idea of it is without all the cuts and transitions and all of the brand logos over the top, it literally just looks like it's you as the owner talking to your customers directly and people really just buy into yes. that. And um, it's... Best if they if they're holding the phone while they while they're filming themselves, or they put it on a tripod, or it doesn't really matter. We find people uh, walking around yeah, uh, is is moving around is yeah. the best. So you can um, you can do it on a you know you can put it on a tripod and do the conversation. But you walking through a through a field or being yeah. outside or walking down a busy street or whatever um, always performs better. But okay. on the flip side of that, it is it is a bit weird to be 
you know, walking down the, down the middle of like King Street or whatever, and doesn't you're trying to like, sell someone a vase. But doesn't matter. When the sales come in, you wouldn't care, right? How long should that video be? Less than fifteen seconds. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, less than fifteen seconds. But yeah. it, it it kind of depends on. You know, if it's if it's a 20-second video and it's engaging, then mm-hmm. make it 20 seconds. Yeah. But ideally, like people's, you know, attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter That's and shorter. Terrible. So so yeah, you've got to you've got to really fit in, you know, the 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 benefits in such a short amount of time and they're only getting shorter. So who knows what it's yeah. gonna be in six months. Does that mean then that you know, once you've got that content and you've run those ads out on the different platforms and to different um, markets that you need also need like lots of different content from those business owners to keep it, it fresh really just, or you can get yeah, lots of mileage? So it really just depends. A good piece of content will last a really long time, but it's always good to just have um it's always good to just have the backup. And like with this single take UGC, it's so easy to get people to make it for you that you could just get it back in a week. Yes. So we have clients, like we have one client that we've been running the same creative with them for four months and it's they actually just had their biggest month they've ever had in like five years last month. And the ads have just, they just, you know, uh still as vibrant as ever. Uh, but then, you know, we also have a client where we have to change the creative every every month. Um, but I would say that these platforms are machine learning. Yes. So it does take time for things um, to learn and for things to gain traction. So if you have a lower amount of spend and, um, you know, you're not getting what you want, like most people, the thing they get wrong is they turn things off too early. They don't leave things long enough, yeah. um, which is, yeah, that's the long answer to the question. Yes. <laughs> okay. So look, when a new brand comes to you, they obviously, in their mind, they're thinking, this is great. This guy's going to put my ads up and I'm going to start making all this money. I want to see results in the first two months. What do you say back to that? Is it realistic? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, you could, it, it's it's realistic um, to, depending on the history of, of the brand. Like if you're already – running ads and, um, you know, and you're already making sales and stuff like that, you can kind of get sales straight away. But our big thing with clients is like, the goal is just to be 1% better than last week. You know what I mean? Like get 1% better every week or, you know, four or 5% better every month or whatever it is and, and build slowly. The problem with, um, kind of trying to go too fast is you always dive off a cliff. You know what I mean? So we're just lots of little, lots of little wins, you know, yeah, and as you said before, you're not just looking at the social media. That maybe that they come to you and you're like, you know what, your website and your brand is just not ready for this. We need yeah. to focus there first. Yeah, yeah. We um have had in the past where uh, we worked with a uh, with a clothing brand that was just uh, yeah. So we, I won't say who it was, but we worked with a clothing brand and they just weren't getting on top of their organic social media. So we ended up just just kind of calling the relationship a day because what you find is people will see your ad they will come to your instagram for authenticity and be like oh yeah you know there's ten thousand followers and they've got stories up and they've got all this images and all this content and they're providing all this value this is a brand that i can buy into and this is a brand that i'm happy to part with my hard-earned money with but when you just land on a page and there's no followers and there's no posts and it's really boring, people instantly just kind of get turned off and, and bounce. Absolutely. You know, so you do have to have all of these elements, um, all of these elements in in process for yeah. it really to work. Um, 
which for, for better or for worse, you know, because it's a lot more that goes into it, but the rewards are a lot higher now. So, yeah. One of the things that I've read that you've said is that iOS 14 update is actually the best thing to ever happen in e-commerce. Tell us about that. Facts of life. It's the facts of life. Uh, okay, so first of all, so at, at the simplest form, the iOS 14 update basically gave us as users more uh, control over our privacy. So regardless of my job, that's a good thing. Like I want everyone to be have more privacy and be safer online. Number two, it went from the reason why from a business point of view that it's the best thing that ever happened was because previous to iOS 14, what we used to do on Facebook ads is we'd use a still image and we would write some nice copy to say, hey, buy this T-shirt. And then we would say to Facebook, hey, send this to people who like T-shirts. And that's what it would do. And you would kind of get some mediocre results and everyone was happy. As soon as iOS 14 came in and Facebook weren't able to target people in the same way, it went from targeting people because they're interested in T-shirts to targeting people that like the content that you make. So it went from making still images of a you know good-looking, handsome man like myself, obviously, wearing a T-shirt to a really engaging, fun video of someone saying, hey, my name's Sammy and this is my T-shirt brand. Like You can wear them at days and nights and all this kind of stuff. So the reason why I think it's the best is because it's really taken e-commerce from like a five to a 10 in yeah, terms of the scalability of brands because it's just so much more engaging. Like I get that you don't have as much data within platforms and stuff like that, but you have enough data to know what's working and what's not working from your ads yeah. where if the sacrifice is us all going out there making really fun, engaging UGC content versus having more visibility and doing boring static images that all look exactly the same. I'll take the UGC content with, with less visibility any day of the week. Yeah. So that's why I think that it's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. It's it's a growth, you know, for the industry. And, I'm yeah, there's some people that have embraced it, like us, who, you know, we kind of see it from the hilltop. And there's some people that will just sit around and kind of say, oh, it's the iOS update. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. It's like... You know, if if that's your attitude towards everything that bad that ever happens, like you're never going to make success and push Absolutely. forward. So, yeah. Absolutely. When first starting out, because I imagine like as, as a brand continues their relationship with you, they can, you know, invest more and more in terms of the, the cost for the a, a advertising spend. What's a good budget for a brand to start off with for the spend component per month? It really just, it really just depends on your average order value. Yeah. Number one. So if you're selling rugs that are $700 and you start on $50 a day, it's, you know, it's probably never not going to happen for you in a, in a long time. Like we really recommend that people start on about 5,000 a month, which is $180 right. a day. Um, at the end of the day, like you're buying data from these platforms. So to go out there to a big audience that you don't know with a new brand or a new product and say, I'm just going to spend $50 a day for two weeks and see how it goes, it's, it's just not enough. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's a yeah. waste of time. So for us, like we say, you know, 5000 a month is kind of a sweet spot where we go, you know, we have two or three pieces of UGC content that are completely different. We start running them, and when, as soon as we start seeing results come in, we kind of double down on the things um, that work. We work out why the, that piece of content didn't perform as well 
We then go and create more content to, you know, more of the good stuff and work out, you know, why the the lesser performing stuff hasn't worked out and then just scale on from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we actually started, we have a uh, fashion client that uh, we started with four months ago and we started on $180 a day and we're spending $1,800 a day now. <laughs> and it's so funny, like, yeah, we just wow. 10 times the spend in, yeah, uh, yeah in, so in four months. My so. comment <laughs> The $5,000 a month, you know, for many businesses that are coming onto a new new agency, that, that's a lot of money because if it doesn't work, they're like, oh, my God. And now I know you don't lock people into contracts, but, you know, what's the response to that? I, okay, part, part of the reason why I do this and I don't own an e-commerce brand is the response I'm going to give you that if you can't afford it, like, I, then maybe there is someone the else person. out there that, that yeah. can that can help you. There is a lot of agencies that will spend whatever. Like we just do this because it's like we found that this is what the sweet spot is. So as you said, like we don't lock people into any contracts, but we'll kind of say to people, look, we've got to kind of do three months at a minimum of 5K a month to really kind of work out where we're at here and, and kind of go on from there. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to what I was saying earlier, but like, bigger risks bigger rewards in e-commerce now right yeah there's so much more that goes into it but then there's so much more that comes out of it like you had Raquel on the show from who is Elijah the other day on the podcast and uh you know for her like she started in her living room and you know now she has this giant team she's in 300 stores you know we're doing a you know we do a lot of sales on the website and stuff like that like she just she put she put in the effort and the, and the time so yeah if if there's people with less budget i'm sure there's someone out there that can help you but unfortunately zevon digital won't be able to well yeah. you know this comes oh, down to business where you go you can't, as a business owner you can't be all things to all people because you're just setting yourself yeah, up yeah you have to choose your market price accordingly and then deliver so and that's yeah. exactly what you're doing yeah, I, just, yeah. I just wanted to bring it up, though, because there's some people that, and I totally get it, that would be like, my God, $5,000 a month, that's so much money. I don't really know whether to go ahead. Um, and that's yeah. why I asked the question because, you know. But how much? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like how much have you spent on product development? How much have you spent on your website? How much have you, you know, spent on your packaging and all this kind of stuff? And you, 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 I mean, it's don't get me wrong, like it's a lot of money to a lot of people. But if you're going to go into all of that, products research, customer research, website, shooting content, making steals for the website, all of this stuff, and then you don't have that much money to actually market the product, then you were kind of destined to fail from from the beginning, which I know sounds really rude, but like it's it's just the reality of the industry. Final question, because we could be here for or forever. Um, I know. What are your thoughts <laughs> on Google Ads? I think Google ads is it's good as a secondary form of marketing. At the end of the day, the majority of the searches on Google, like for a lot of our brands, uh, are people that are basically already looking for your brand, right? So a lot of agencies do this where they'll bid on the keyword, which is, um, you know, let's just say it's Sammy's shoes. And then they'll turn around to you and say, hey, we've got all these sales from you. But the reality is the keywords that people are searching for is my brand name anyway. So actually, it's just like a vanity report. So depending on spend, we always, always focus first on Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And then we will add in Google ads uh, as a secondary thing when you have enough money. Maybe we'll do kind of 10% budget behind it. But 
to create user-generated content that's fun, engaging, and exciting and putting it in front of people on a social platform is always going to be the way that you get the best customers. Yeah, awesome. Sammy, where can everyone find you? Uh, so we're on Instagram at Zevon underscore digital. So follow for controversial marketing opinions that no one else will tell you. Um, and we also have a new website launching, which is zevondigital.com. Uh, I think it'll be launched by tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes out, uh, you'll be able to check us out on there. We have a blog. Um, we have a bunch of case studies that are really fun on there. So yeah, come check it out. Amazing. And you're based in Sydney? <laughs> I'm based in Sydney. Yeah, work out of Marrickville with my dog. Uh, and then we have a team of three as well. So there's, uh, we're remote workers. Amazing. Sammy, thank you so much for joining us here today. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.